Welcome! You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday Sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. We are back. Welcome to the rest of the sermon. We are here today, and if you've been following along, we have been in the This Is My Story sermon series. We have a special guest in with us today. So my name is Nikki. I am the family director here at Westside. With me are the Mighty Murphys. Yay. Yay. Mighty Murphys. Mighty Murphys. (laughs) You guys are pretty mighty. Like They are all things tech. If you see us, if you hear us, if we look good. Light shows, all the things. We look good. We look good on the camera. And then the voice you are hearing is our up-and-coming youth resident-to-be, although this is, hey, JT, Jonathan Thurman stepped into the pulpit this Sunday. Welcome to Westside Staff. I don't know, unofficially, officially, you're here. You're one of us. Here we go. (laughs) What up? Right? I want to do this, but I can't do it. Right? I can't do it. Try it, Haley. Come on. Give it a what, that was me trying that was it. it. That okay. was my genuine effort. That was it. That's awesome. Better than Matt. Mm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have went there. Look, if you missed Sunday, um, please go check it out. You can find it on Facebook. Um, if you watched live, you got to watch JT go from doing the church the clap church hey. to preaching the sermon. So, JT, we have talked a lot. Like I have known you for a very long time, so I'm super excited that you are here today. Um, But let's dig into a little bit of you stepping out of the youth guy, the resident to be the up and coming into the pulpit. Like, and let's remind everybody, you're 21 years old. Yeah. Yeah. 21. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing changed, but my car insurance went down. Hey. Well, that's that's, a, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. Just wait till 26. Mm. Hey, I got to make it there first. Right? <laughs> but one thing you said to me when we were at Summit, you said, does age, because I called him kid, because I call everybody kid, and I called him kid, and he said to me, and I don't know if you remember this, but it stuck to me, does age cancel out experience and knowledge? And I'm like, one has nothing to do with the other. Got him. Your age is just how long you've been walking the earth, your experiences. That's a whole different story. So let's get into your story. And let's recap really quick. Phil Neely talked about how God used him as a young age. Matt had a similar thing about how they were saved very young, which mirrors you a little bit. And they discussed the difference between testimony and biography. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked them. What would be the name of your biography? Um. My biography, she asked me this question um, and gave me some time to think about it. And I would <laughs> Matt say... Matt Blackburn is mad about that because I put him on the spot. Oh, yeah. Check that out. <laughs> My biography, I would probably title it as um, Let's Take Off. Okay. Jason... Um, That's an invitation. It seems like yesterday we were talking and you said that the kids had ownership of the kid's side. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that'll preach. And he hit me with one of those the other day. And it was like, when speaking... If it's, we're talking about it in the sense of a flight. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all about the intro. It's all about how you land this plane. Because if I asked you how your flight was, you're not going to tell me about the peanuts. 
on the flight. <laughs> not going to tell me about the middle of it. And tell me, how, let's take off. Let's land this thing. And so right now I feel like, you know, I've been through a lot. And I did tell you my story. But it's like I'm also in the season I'm about to step into a residency. So I'm learning how to take off. Yeah. You know, I'm stepping in a season. I'm, I'm trying to be a student, trying to learn. Yeah. So right oh, now it's let's take off. It might not be that <laughs> way in 10 years. It might change, but. Let's take off. I like well, that. Well, landing is just controlled crashing. So thank goodness you didn't say, <laughs> let's, let's land this thing. Yeah. Let's land this thing. <laughs> controlled crashing. I'm going to remember that the next flight. I'm yeah. But I like that there are multiple takeoffs. It's not like your whole life is the beginning is the yep. launch. Like you are launching several different things. You're taking off multiple times. And that is really cool. It's cool to even see you do that here. Like yeah. you took off as the youth guy way before you've become the youth resident. Yeah. And those are going to be two completely separate launches, even though yeah, they're the same, kind of. Okay, so you spoke from the book of Revelation. That was where you chose to really begin your testimony. And you read from, or you had read from Revelation 12 and chapter, verse 11. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimonies, for they love not their own lives, even to death. So why did you choose that particular... Yeah, I just, I love the word conquer. Conquer. You know, this is my story is about my testimony. Um, but I love that word conquer because my big idea was that Jesus is faithful mm-hmm. and that that is how I've conquered. Right. When I think of that word conquer, I told you that I was thinking of like standing on top of a mountain, mm-hmm. looking over people and feeling like, oh, I've conquered this, you know, after a battle or something like that. So the same thing with everything that I've been through. It's like I look back on it and it's like, and they have conquered him. Yeah. You know, their adversary. So let's start at the beginning of yours, because you did, you walked us through your life. I mean, three years old, you were saying Jesus is faithful. Right. Looking back and looking at your life as a three-year-old, I don't know if I would have, and as the old lady on staff here, I don't know if I would have. <laughs> well, for three, it's been just a couple years. Yeah, right. that was it like is. It's been a few minutes for him. Like yeah. That was three. But I don't know if I would look back. I mean, like when you said that, I kind of thought, huh. That is a moment, a marker that you can look back and see. And I thought that was very beautiful. So let's walk through your life and your timeline. Yeah. Let's break down your testimony. Yeah, so it started um, when I was three. I would say that I'd never had a necessarily a memory of my parents ever being together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember much past the age of three or before the age of three. And so it was like, yeah, I didn't come from something if it, it said family, family tradition right family vacation something like that it wasn't feels like it wasn't there I mean so from three I can look back on a time that for a lot of people have like reminded them of um maybe it's a maybe their their parents they didn't have good parents growing up or something and it was a divorce and it it molds them into who they are now as a parent right so looking back like as three I I have memories good memories that I can look back as I still had parents that loved me Right. Yeah. You know, regardless of where the court decided I went on that day, it was like, you know, I still I I still I still can be a parent in the future, a good one. Um, not necessarily that they they tell me how to be a parent or but I have a, a good example of parents. Right. Yeah. So that's good. No, I think um I know I'm the product of divorce, so I remember splitting that time weekends. I know Haley is, John is like yeah. yeah. We're all like all of yeah. us are, you know, kids that were our parents were divorced and I do think that does change and mold how you 
approach life. Yeah. Because it, and I don't know, my kids don't have to deal with the things that I dealt with as a kid because their parents are, you know, we're going to, yeah. But <laughs> marriage is hard, guys. Um, but you had like different things. And I love that you even got into like, there were, you know, you got to see your parents kind of deal with financial issues yeah. or family vacations, but you still say your childhood was really good. Right. And you give that credit to God through Jesus. And I loved that you're saying Jesus may not have given you the cookie cutter family, but he was still faithful. Mm. Um, and then let's talk. And again, I've known JT for a very long time looking into his life from an outside perimeter. Um, so let's talk about your mom. Yeah. Um, and so I started my story and the first time I, I mentioned my mom because my parents split, but the first time I start actually talking about my mom, who is my superhero and is who is the reason I'm standing right here right now, was when I was seven. And she worked in an assisted living, um, some people who weren't mentally capable of living on their own. And a patient um, who was necessarily known for falling um, goes to fall, and it was just an everyday thing. And so... Um, And so they fall, and he falls, and and um, she ends up falling with him. And so with that, she ends up breaking her lower back. And, and uh, yeah, I said from that point forward, I never necessarily see my mom healthy. And she ends up going through some stuff and going through three heart attacks and, and beating cancer twice. And I told you on Sunday that she was my absolute superhero. Yeah. And so that, I mean, for sure, um, we were either always at a hospital or, you know, always at a surgery or always doing something like that. And so... um. But one thing your mom did well, and you are one of three. I am one of three, yeah. And the baby. Yes. And the baby. <laughs> uh, birth 21. order matters. Uh, but your mom took you to church. Yes. Faithfully. Every Even time. in her failing health, her decline, with all of the medical conditions back and forth, she bundled you guys up. And I, when, when you were talking about putting on the gloves and the hat, yes. I have that mom who would, did the same thing. And I'm like, I don't sing well, let yeah. alone do I want to go to strangers. Right. And, With old people. Yeah. And Carol. Yeah. Said old, right. old people. Because that's what every preteen wants to do is, right. let's go sing. You know, yeah. You know. My mom was the type of person where um, she would make me wear a jacket on a morning that's 50 degrees and it's going to be 90. Mm. And I'm not wearing that jacket because it's going to be hot at recess. Yeah. And so, yeah, having that memory of caroling those people and, and, and it being freezing cold. and But it was like regardless of however she felt, I told you that she had been through a lot. And regardless of how she felt, it was like we were there. Yeah. yeah. You know, Matt last week told us that uh, prayer meetings or whatever, the doors were open. Or if they weren't, we were probably outside the church. <laughs> That's one thing about when you shared your testimony and even on, everything that you said on Sunday, you chose to see the good despite yeah. all of the bad things that happened. And, and from what you said about your mom, she did too, is despite it being you know yeah. freezing cold outside, she wanted to go do that, and she wanted to go bless those people with carols. And, and that was a very touching moment that throughout, throughout, throughout your whole story, you chose to see the good in light of all the bad things that you could have you know, stewed on and thought about, well, you know, I had this kind of childhood. Yeah. But you chose to see the good, and you chose to use that in, in a positive trajectory for your life, and that's really commendable. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So you were saved at 10. Saved at 10. Yeah. Double digits. Still very young. My target demographic. Like those are my people. <laughs> yeah. You give me those kids. So that speaks to 
the people that were surrounding you. And I think that's probably one of my favorite things listening to this whole sermon series is all three of you guys are established members of the congregation who are stepping into a role that you're not normally in, but you are crediting not just where God has, you know, placed you. You guys are all giving those foundation and those building blocks, that credit to those people surrounding you, whether it be a grandfather, parents, Mm -hmm. your mom. Um, And I love how God uses the people in your life to grow and to your roots are deep, deep rooted because of that faith your mom had. And then unfortunately your mom passed when you were how old? I was 16, um, turned 17 in two weeks. Two weeks before your 17th birthday. Yep. Birthdays are a mom thing. Yeah. And so it was tough. Um, January 22nd, 2018. Yeah. And um, so at 16, you know, it's like, got so many choices that are to be made, whether you're going to college or what that looks like. And I mean, at this time I was working with Cooper at O'Reilly's. Yeah. So, and that's (laughs) when I say I've known JT for a long time. Um, So he's just like five seconds younger than my son. They've played on the same like summer league baseball teams or they played against each other. They worked at the same jobs. They've been friends. Like um, they have been like, yeah. JT's mom was actually a client in the beauty salon I've worked at. So I've watched his dad. You know, I know these things. Poplar Bluff's not that big of an area. (laughs) So it is very cool to be in this position with him as a coworker and a teammate and someone that I'm like so super proud of. But as a 16-year-old, almost 17-year-old, you're working, you're going to school, playing baseball, doing all the things, and your world is rocked hard. Yeah. And instead of you lashing out, you pressed in. Mm. You had those people pulling for you. You were going to another church locally, and they really showed you yeah. what Jesus' love looked like. So yeah, explain you said, that. Um, you said the words press in, and I don't, I wouldn't say that I did any of that. At 16, you know, um, looking in my life, like my mom, we, I woke up in the same house as she did on January 22nd, 2018. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then I went home to a house that she wasn't at January 22nd, 2018. And so in that season, I don't feel like doing, I'm not pressing nothing. Yeah. No, I don't feel like doing any of that. And it was, it was a local church. Um, absolutely. And they are the ones that pressed Mm -hmm. and without them. And I say a lot throughout my story, you know, without, um, my parents being so loving or without, you know, my mom, regardless of how she felt, she wants to go to church and, and re- without this church, I wouldn't be here, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing about our story is that it's rego- if, you know, without those things, we wouldn't be where we're at now. Right. Um, and so, yes, man, that church, they stepped in. They started meal plans. Um, they paid for bills. That youth pastor, I mean, that's the reason that I am in a youth residency right now. Right. Is because the, the role that that youth pastor had on me at that age, you know, he knew at 16 I could do whatever, go wherever, I mean, I don't have a parent in the house at this time. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that youth pastor that he pressed was awesome. Well, I love that you had those people around you, and I think that's God working through them to you. Mm-hmm. You know what that feels like from a personal level. You were there, and now Westside is so very blessed because you can relate that, your experience, to not only the kids in the youth group, yeah. but I think you filling the pulpit Sunday were able to speak that to the others. Um, 
And you said, knowing that Jesus was faithful in my past leads me to have confidence in my present, a whole new future. Jesus is faithful. Right. So you are jumping out and stepping onto a new path, mm-hmm. a new journey. Has there been those anxieties of those moments of they're asking a lot of me, am I going to be able to do this? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, with there, with there's obviously going to come pressure with yeah. leading kids and stuff like that. But I also, um, also look back on pressure and I'm like, wow, like I think I loved that. Yeah. That- like I, I'm like, wow. Pressure makes di- diamonds, man. Hey, <laughs> you know, and look at me. I'm just kidding. Um, and so, still cold. I, yeah, I, I look at the calendar, you know, being able to make a calendar mm-hmm. and um, watching it fall, like go through. Yeah. You no, know, that's awesome. It's awesome to, um, when I think about making the calendar and, and if I have the plans for a youth, it, as I was making this message, I was able to look at the Palace of Praise and how their decisions in 2018 affects Westside's decisions yeah. in 2022. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's not, you know, that's not something that necessarily helps the Palace of Praise right now, right. but it's something that has helped another church or has helped the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And so looking at like building a youth now, it's like, man, if there's a community event, Freshwater, yeah, whatever, yeah. that looks like it's like, hey, we're there. Yeah. You know, because this isn't just something that Westside does. Mm-hmm. This is something that we're all in together. And so, yeah, um, going back to that pressure, I feel like there's definitely... There can definitely be pressure with that, but the team that I have that I'm setting at this table with, you know, and and it's like I wouldn't want to be a team teammates with anybody else. Yay, we're fun. Yeah, I love that. And uh, as a teammate, I was very moved by your testimony, and specifically that you didn't try to cover up that you had a doubting period. Mm, Yeah, because I think that um, as Christians, I think we kind of shy away from doubt. And you just affirmed that that doubt is not unbelief. Doubt is wanting to yeah. believe. Uh, yeah. And when you challenged us to be somebody else's evidence, like sometimes that is a little burden bearing of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to be, I have to be this for somebody else. When do I get to doubt? But if everybody is being somebody else's evidence, you get that space to doubt. You get that space yeah. to be weak. And JT can be my evidence, and Nikki can be my evidence, mm-hmm. and John and Jason and this team that we have. And on Sunday, I felt very much that you were my evidence. Yeah. As you're talking about how other people have been evidence for you and getting out of this situation and how even correcting it, like I did not press in. There right. was a moment I had to be still, and I had yeah. to let other people press in on me. I think we shy away from that so much, but that is Christianity. Absolutely. That is like we support each other because God loves us through all of those situations. And that just stuck out to me so much mm-hmm. of just being somebody else's evidence because they are also going to be your evidence. Right. And we do this for each other. Right. My notes, it says, what if your story is the answer to someone's prayer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And mm. I think that's that's beautiful because your story, and that's where I want to, you know, like, not to harp on your age. Yeah. But again, my kid's older than you. Right. One of them. Yeah, one of them. One. Um, but you have had so many big life experiences at such an age that the number does not matter in this. It is the faith. It is Jesus working in Jonathan Thurman. It is all the things that make you you 
because of God, because of these things. And I love that you did use that word evidence. Mm -hmm. You could have said trials. You could have said bad moments. You could have said all of these other words, but you said evidence and then you use the word, you know, conquer. Yeah. Because Christ has conquered all of those things that could have taken you down such a different path. And I love that you were so vulnerable Mm -hmm. to that in that moment, because that is something that isn't always the first choice for us. As Christians, we're vulnerable with our feelings in smaller settings. We're vulnerable, I pray, when we approach God. But for you, the very first time you sat and stepped into that pulpit to lay that all bare and say, hey, I was like Thomas. Yeah, I needed the proof. I needed the proof. I agree with Haley. It was very beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And I appreciate the affirming words for sure. I think about Thomas a lot. You know, if I'm going through a season, you know, and Thomas said, like you said, it's not that I have a problem with believing. Right. You know, it's not that I, I, if you were to ask me before this happened, I would have told you that Jesus is absolutely real. But, like, maybe something has happened. You know, maybe January 22nd, 2018 has happened. Right. And it's like, hey, I just need it. Hey, God, I just need evidence that you're you're in this room. Mm-hmm. I just need evidence that you are here. Yeah. You know, and that's that's absolutely it. What if your story is the answer to someone's prayer? You know, Thomas was a pastor. Yeah. I mean, he was. Well, even, even Mary doubted a yeah. little bit. <laughs> she absolutely. was like, is this real? And yeah. she was the, the mother of, of Jesus. Right. So I... I agree, man. And Jason has said this too, but every time doubt is not lacking of faith, it's lacking of evidence. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The want. Yeah. The want. So then you did something, and I loved this so much because you wanted to kind of challenge us as believers, as members of the church, um, and you asked your application questions. Mm-hmm. How has Jesus been faithful throughout your life? Right. Like you weren't asking for a specific moment. You were asking for those that broader picture. Mm-hmm. The inventory yeah. list yeah. of give me the table of contents. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All the things. I mean, because you could have said, where's a moment? And we can all come up with a moment. But you really wanted us to pause, step back, and look and see all those things. Yeah. So do you have I want to ask you about one particular moment. Absolutely. And I'll ask Kaylee and John too. Do you have one of those defining moments where you're like, I was in this and God was right there with me, holding me up, doing the this, that, and the other? Yeah, I would absolutely say that um, in that moment, you know, it's dark. And it's like, I don't know, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. God, it doesn't necessarily feel like you're here. Mm -hmm. But I've always said that when my back's against the wall, I have nowhere to look but to God. Right. Right, because there's nothing I can, there's no, I can't go any farther back. Yeah. And so, um, absolutely, I think that's that's my mom passing, yeah. um, and then being able to look back and seeing that, like the youth pastor, you know, who was a member of a body of a church, but it, like him, mm-hmm. he's the reason. Absolutely, I would say that that's my it's my defining moment, defining. and and whether I believed in this thing or not. Yeah, because this happened six years after you got saved. Yeah, so you had the heart for Jesus. Right. The obedience went to the BBS. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> He can do, he can rock a VBS, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> he can. Um, so, John, do you have that moment? The the moment that stands out to me the most is um, I was in the middle of my my master's program at the University of Florida, and 
in the midst of studying for my oral exams and all of that stuff, life was getting pretty dark. Um, and I just like the uncertainty of my career, where I'm going from there, um, because they were going to kick me out of the university. I didn't want to leave, but they were going to kick me out because like, hey, we gave you a degree. You got to go do something. Um, one of my students, one of the tuba players at the University of Florida was a, a, a Christian man. And um, I always saw how he carried himself and and he just, he was, he was different. And I, mm-hmm. and he came into my office one day. I was like, Hey, Mr. Murphy, how you doing? He would always tell me, you know, Hey, how are you doing? How's your day? Tell me one good thing or whatever. And I was just like, man, I did not want to see you, Danny, go somewhere <laughs> else. <is> Danny. <laughs> and he was just, he was, he's as tall as I am. And he's just a big ball of sunshine. And, um, I was like, why are you so happy, Danny? This is like a terrible day. It's raining in Florida. My exams are a couple weeks. I'm like, I just don't have time. Why, why are you so happy? He's like, oh, well, we had a youth group thing last night and it's just, it was really awesome. And they asked us to go, you know, go ask, go out and ask somebody else about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> you and your good answers. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so like, Danny. I just, I continue to watch Danny and just, he just was always different, you know? And so um, because of Danny's faith, my faith started to grow and, and develop even after a time of, of not being faithful you know, God was still faithful and he used one of my students to, to come after me. I love And, that. uh, you know, Danny, again, a Florida resident, lived <laughs> in Florida, came to our wedding in the middle of Missouri, yes. had no idea anything about this oh, state. Danny. And, uh, he came out and supported, supported our marriage yeah. and, and was at our, rece- our ceremony. He I'll... came out, supported. And again, you just have to know Danny and I don't know him well. Like I'm meeting him at our wedding and he comes all the way to Missouri and he's like, oh, I need some time to kill. Asks the locals what to do. They tell him to go floating. Oh, no. He had like two hours. <laughs> yeah, before. <laughs> goes to Current River. And the lady was like, hey, I know you've now come here. But like, you cannot do this. This is going to be an all-day activity. Yeah. You are not going to make it to this wedding. You should probably not do this alone. Like, this is not <laughs> that river. And he came to our wedding. He was like, thank God that he turned me around. No kidding. And I just remember being like, yeah, I probably would have been mad that I almost like I drove all the way to Van Buren. I started floating. And so like that is just the type of person he was like, oh, well, just thank God that he didn't let me get on that tube or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, always pulling for Danny. Yeah. I, lo- I love, love that- you, Danny. Gonzalez. Shout out to Danny. <laughs> he was your evidence, though, and that is so awesome. So, Haley, I think mine is, I mean, not to just like be trauma, but I think trauma sometimes mm-hmm. shows us Absolutely. just how yeah. much we need God. Um I was definitely in a not Christian relationship and building my whole life around that. Um, There was a drug overdose in the house that I lived in. And I just remember um, after that, I was removed from the house that I lived in. And I went back to live with my parents um, and removed from that relationship that I was still like not necessarily even in the midst of that, like, was like, oh, well, it could get better, you know? And um, I think God just wiped the slate clean Mm -hmm. and said, like, hey, you've been asking for me to move in your life, and you're not doing what you need to do. I'm removing it all, and we're going to start all over again. And just the dependency, because I was, you know, like, in my 20s, was buying a house, building a life, had a job, a full-time job. And like from the outside, you would say, 
that I was doing okay, but like internally not pursuing God, not pursuing these things. And just like he wiped it clean. And he's like, I'm going to go back and take you to a foundation. No, you don't want to live with your parents, but they are safe. They're going to encourage you in the right way. They're going to move you to the right things. And because of that, like my life took a pretty drastic turn Mm -hmm. and I think that was a very defining moment. I had been saved since like you 10 uh, yeah. something. And I remember that moment and it was great, but it was the start yeah. of walking. It was not all of the moments. Um, and so that was like just a really big, but in that moment, definitely God, where are you at? How right. did you let this happen? This is terrible. Yeah. And then finding out like he orchestrated all exactly. of this. Yeah to give me a life that's way better than I ever mm. wanted even for myself. Yeah. And like, never did I expect to have a Christian husband. If right. that makes like, just, no. whoa, <laughs> that was like a, Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah. something I thought I could put on the list that would just be a bonus if I ever got it. Not that that should be the bare minimum, yeah. right? you know? And so I think God uses those traumatic moments mm-hmm. and is with you through them, even if you don't feel it. And, puts other people around you to mm-hmm. give you evidence that he is there. Yeah. And I think that's why I just heard your story and I just felt that so much. And I was like, thank you, JT, for reminding me yeah. that he was so there yeah. and that he made my life what it is now because of that moment. Yeah. yeah. I think that's beautiful. Um, for me personally, I had a six-month-old, six-month-old baby, six-year-old boy, uh, Hurricane Katrina had just happened. My husband runs heavy equipment. We went to New Orleans. I was praying here at home because when he left, he left in, I think, October. Hurricane Katrina hit August, the end of August, 1st of September. He left in October. I was pregnant, had a kid in kindergarten. Coop was in kindergarten. And we went the following May. I moved with a six-month-old, a six-year-old into a 42-foot fifth wheel that was on a concrete pad outside of a shop building. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, Rick ran it's equipment. Kind of a dream, though, right? Um, I don't know. It, it was. It you is. Got one of those for sale. So bizarre. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Um, so bizarre that I had never left Butler County that I could recall. Like I had always lived here. Um, family, friends, roots run deep, and it took me moving with my kids away from everything I knew sitting at a banquet, which is, you know, the little built-in booth in the camper. <laughs> um, Rick was working like 100-plus hours. I had both the kids. I was never more lonely in my life, and it took me opening my Bible and really mm. finding that to really say, hey, God's got you here for a reason. I will say I didn't know that at the time. It took me moving back home. Yeah a few years later to really see God was so faithful in that moment because my marriage stayed intact because that was not going well. Um, we were coexisting at best trying just to do things. I was in charge of the kids. He was in charge of making all the money and we couldn't find a middle in those moments. But when we got to come home and kind of pause and breathe in familiar surroundings, we could see that evidence of God being faithful. And I thought those were 
beautiful that you challenged the congregation to look for those moments, asking what our evidence was. Well, my evidence is, hey, we're still married. Um, (laughs) John found Jesus. Haley's married John. JT's and like we have those evidence. And then it was like, when was the last time you shared it? And then once you share your story, let them share theirs. That is how relationships are made personal. Yeah. And I love that you spoke about that because we are in such a self-minded society and the world is so broken. We forget that even in community, it's not about us all the time. We need to ask those questions to have intentional relationships or it's so superficial. So how have you guys worked on doing that to make sure people... How do you do that well, JT? Yeah, well, when I look at these questions, you know, the first one asking, uh, how has Jesus been faithful? My big point being that Jesus is faithful in my life. Um, that has led me to have evidence, right? When we say that evidence was the same Greek word used for the word testimony. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my story. This is my testimony. And so sharing that, you know, is we look at Thomas and we're like, well, he needs, he just needs evidence, right? Testimony and evidence come from the same Greek word. And so it must be the same thing. Right. You know, and then in allowing them share theirs, I had an older couple. I said it on Sunday one time that says that she told me that anytime she meets a new couple, she asks them how they met. Yeah. Right. How they fell in love. Like what was their first date? And that's how you become relational. I think for me, um, I just I love to hear the youth. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, hey, what are you going through right now? Like, let's talk about yeah. it right now. And what why? How is this shaping you into who you will be when you wake up tomorrow? And so um, I definitely just think it's a it's a it's definitely a really good way of being relational. Yeah. Being intentional, getting to know somebody. I love that you do that so well with the people who need it the most. Um, Me working with younger kids, I've learned that behaviors when they're constantly talking, when we're in a quiet moment or doing this, I've learned to say, do you need attention now? Because that is what they are seeking. They are seeking to be seen, to be heard, for them to matter in that moment. And you asking that of the teenagers is huge. What your youth pastor did for you, I love that you see the value and you are doing that for these other kids. Um, Westside is very blessed, and I'm super excited to see what this next year. I mean, we're like 13 months. Yeah. Next 13 months for you are going to be huge. For sure. And I love that. I am so excited for you for that. I can't even, can't even. I mean, both just the energy that you bring. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the fact when we did the church clap as, you know, a thing through VBS, playing with the kids. And then Jason's like, hey, do it in church on Sunday. And we're like, oh, (laughs) I have so many Snapchats of JT just getting it. I think I have the church clap high score for the last four weeks. (laughs) Look. It's going to be a competition between you and Roy Winters. Like, oh, I think Roy. we need to do a dance-off between the two of you. And he's not fast, but he's got style. He's, he's got yeah. smooth. <laughs> but that your willingness to do something kind of silly and fun for the kids before you took on this heavier weight of stepping into shoes that you don't really don't wear, I thought was very telling of the type of person you are. And so while, yes, I will always call you kid, (laughs) it is always with love and affection because I am super, super proud of you. Um, Anything you didn't say Sunday that you would want to? Um, 
No, not necessarily. Good. I wouldn't say. Um, I, I mentioned there at the end uh, that, like, my mom being on, uh, going through all that, she was on, like, a lot of medication. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just, being able to look back now and seeing that I work in a pharmacy, it's like, I mean, that? Yeah. Jesus works in the little things. Yeah. And seeing that, you know, I, I was never on any medication, but I've seen the pros and cons of it. Right. And so, like, Jesus made a career for me out of something like that. And so the little things, uh, I love the little things, you know, that you can look back. I would have never seen it at that time. Yeah. You know, but. I love that. So with that, you've got some big things coming up. Absolutely. With the youth group. What do you have coming up this Saturday? This Saturday, um, we have, we're just going to hang out on the river, probably get sunburnt, forget our sunscreen. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Jolie right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We, yeah, we plan on meeting at the church around 11, 11.30, and then we'll go and hang out at a gravel bar. Nice. And, um, and then we uh, have our, when we just meet next Wednesday. Um, we are in the book of First Peter. That's our summer study, and we will be in chapter Ooh. four. Mm. Yeah, Peter, Peter does a really good job of teaching us young people and just very intentional with his teachings. Yeah. And so it's an honor to be able to learn more about Peter. Gotcha. I think he's learning me, he's teaching me how to, Teach others. Gotcha. I agree with that. You literally just said at staff meeting when we were talking about Jesus dealing with Peter. Yeah, dealing with. Nikki and yeah. I were like, we are Peter. We are Peter. <laughs> like everybody, I know people that aspire to be Paul because he's so deep and holy and gets it. But yeah. every, I feel like Jesus rolled his eyes at Peter and I That's, understand yeah. that. I'm going to get a tattoo actually that says, I am Peter. I am Peter. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, okay, so youth float this weekend, and then next week will be Wednesday night at yep. 6. It's uh, from 6.30 to 8. 6.30 to 8 there at the church. Haley and John, you guys have some, you guys had an AV launch, and mm-hmm. then this, when is the worship team auditions coming up? It's this Thursday. This Thursday. Okay, yeah. so. At 6 p.m. So Thursday you can go float, or Thursday you can try out. Sing, See, oh sing, my gosh. Then go try out. Sing, Thursday you can try out. Yeah. See, guys, I'll never be on stage in that capacity yeah. because, wow, that would be awful. Yeah. So worship team, team auditions are Thursday. You can float Saturday, Sunday. Pastor Jason will be back, and we will be back in the Minor Prophets in the book of Obadiah. Obadiah. Such a fun one to say. Um, and we will continue that. Kids Side will be up and rolling. And I believe Roy and Belinda Winters are still running Financial, Financial Peace, Peace University. Yeah. From 6 to 8, yeah, Sunday that is evenings. Such a cool thing. So, guys, if you want to find out more about all the things that are happening at Westside, and believe me, so many things are happening that our local newspaper picked it up and yeah. done a beautiful article on how God is working and moving through Westside Church. You can find us at westsidepb.org. We are on Facebook as Westside Church. We have Facebook as Westside Youth. We have Facebook yep. at Kidside PB, or Kidside at Westside PB. Um, and then, again, if you have any questions, you can send us an email at info at Westside. All the information is out there if you need to find us. Um, guys, I appreciate you jumping in. Absolutely. JT, I Thanks love for the opportunity. Anytime. I love that you are here. I cannot wait for August to officially kick off your youth residency. Yes, ma'am. And then he'll be here regularly. And then he'll be here on the regular, guys. <laughs> Uh-oh. You won't get any special intro. They'll yeah, just be like, be and now anymore. you're here. And but here we go. I'll let you be special for a little bit. <laughs> you get like 
too. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> this one because I spoke. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We'll give you one more, maybe. Okay, good. Yeah. When your official staff will ask you all the all about JT questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All about then it'll JT. be public knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> public knowledge. Yeah, super yeah. fun and super scary. But guys, we are thankful that you joined us today. If you have any questions, again, westsidepb.org has most of the answers. You can also email us if you have any questions. We love you and we are grateful for you. And remember, as always, it is all about Jesus. Jesus.